Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice, and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have with us David. Hello, David. Hello, John. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. Really appreciate you doing that. Oh, it's a pleasure. So tell us about your business. What, what do you do? Well, I run a business development consultancy. Uh, most of my work is in the healthcare sector. It's not all in the healthcare sector, the independent healthcare sector. Um, I, I say business development. Uh, it's a catch-all, isn't it? I, I help businesses to grow. I help businesses to survive. Um, most of my um, the work I do is with people who've they're built over long-term relationships, and I've worked with companies for a long time rather than over a short term but uh, sometimes it's projects in and out the majority of what i do is longer term right excellent you make it sound so, such an easy journey so have you had any challenges i'd love to hear a bit about your how you got to where you got to um well i could i i'll give you a minute from where i started from so um a long time ago, I did a civil engineering degree. The one thing I came out of that deciding was I didn't want to be a civil engineer. So uh, I ended up in the in the, the bus industry, the transport industry, which wasn't 100% removed, but uh, I did 11 years in that industry. And then I had an opportunity to, to do something else. Um, and then in 30 years ago, it is now, it's a frightening thought, but I, I started my first business. Um, which was a medical recruitment business. I only went into that because I was working with my sister and my sister knew the industry. I knew a little bit about business. I knew nothing about the medical business. And uh, we ran that for a number of years, sold it on. Uh, I stayed on and ran it for the new owner for a while and then they sold it on. And I vowed I'm never going to do that again and then promptly did it again. So. Um, <laughs> So around the turn of the uh, the millennium, I, 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 but I only did it I, when I went back into it. I went with the startup, um, and I did the finance side of it. So um, rather than sort of being the MD, if you like, uh, as I was previously, I was was uh, I, I I was the outsourced finance bloke, and then um, I did that for a couple of years, and that that grew like topsy, and I ended up um, I, I took a position on the board promptly they decided to sell the business. So I spent the next two years with them trying to sell it. And then um, in the meantime, I'd, I'd, I had my own consultancy business on the back burner because after the, the first time I was made redundant, I said, I'm never going to have all my eggs in one basket again. And um, so I, I then started doing bits and pieces for other people. And um, basically that's what I've done since. Um, some of it based on very long-term relationships, some of it on much shorter-term projects. Uh, and I sort of bury my time between um, businesses that are doing well and uh, those that need help when they're not doing quite so well. And I think there's probably going to be quite a few of those over, over the next few years. Um, all of equal merit. Yes. So if there's somebody listening to this and they maybe fall into that category where they might not be doing as well as they could have been doing. What's the first few steps? What, how do you start to turn around a company? Well, I think you have to understand it, first of all. And I think one of the great 
challenges of running a business is to remain objective because for a start you probably do it because you're passionate about it and, and when you start a business the first thing you find out is that you're good at you're good at building widgets but actually you've suddenly got to be good at a number of other things that the government and the banks and all the rest of it want so i mean my first my first thing is to go back have a look at the finances see what's happening with the finance if you've got money coming in it's easier to do something about it than if you've got no money coming in um if your revenue's dropping off then you've got to identify why where it's dropping off can you make cost savings but as it, it really all comes back to understanding the finance and it's amazed me down the years how many people probably don't understand enough about their own business finance to uh, to to be able to uh, to move forward if you, if you get on top of understanding where your money comes from where it's going to what if any is left over afterwards then you stand a chance of um of getting things sorted out if you're in difficulty yes so numbers and the finance has a story behind them they they do <laughs> they do yeah i think um, I, I i i often it's one of my things i think that some people miss an opportunity quite often is that you know, the, the accountant will produce you a set of accounts. Um, they're, they're a story of what happened in the past. So you, you, at the same time, you can look at those, see what happened. You can analyze it and see where you might've made cost savings, where you perhaps might've generated more revenue, where your margins on individual products or services might be improved. You've also got to look at the cash flow and see where you're going. And if you get the, get those two sorted out then you've probably got more control over where you're going you're able to do something about it yes definitely so so once you've had a look at the numbers what would be your next stage well i think then you've got to, then it comes down basically to honest conversations and, and, and talking to people you can't pussyfoot around with it i mean if a, if a business is going really well it might be that it could go even better if a business is struggling then as i've said if it's got revenue then it's quite possible that, that, that there are some tweaks some changes that can happen that that um, improve that bottom line because that's what it's all about at the end of the day turnover is not really um, very valuable if you're not making a profit doing it Excellent. So you've run several businesses over a period of time. Uh, what has been some of your insights, your learnings from that period? Well, I, th well, I think the thing is that you never stop learning. The other thing is that you never stand still. So if you think I've got to a comfortable place and I'm going to just tick over, I think you're kidding yourself because things either go on or they go back, but they very rarely stay in a nice little comfortable little eddy so i think the, the that um you, you you've got to be you've got to be understanding that that, that happens that, that even if what you want is a degree of comfort a lifestyle business all the rest of it you never know who's going to be around the corner challenging what you what you're doing where your next competitors coming from what legislation's going to change that will change the way you operate your business. There's all those kind of external circumstances that that, um, that you have to be aware of, and, you, and, and personal circumstances change, of course, as well. And um, 
always better to plan for that than than to have it thrust upon you and then try and dig yourself out of the mire. Yes, definitely. So, have you got any examples of times when you you've managed to sort of foresee something happening and make the change before it happened? Um, this is the bit where I run. I, I, I could think of a few, but whether I'd want to share them with you. Uh, yes, that's the other <laughs> thing, isn't it? Matter, it might be, might be disclosing, a, a, a breaking a confidence or something like that. Uh, I, I think that um, with, the, with those kind of situations, if, if you've got, you need to get there before it's predetermined that things are going to go belly up. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got a problem, then talk to somebody about it. I think that um, don't let it go to the point where it's, it's beyond um, return. Uh, but but, but the, the, the things are always about looking at your, your costs. I mean, we live in, I mean, how things have changed in the last six months. I mean, we now find we don't have to hop in our car and drive half the way across the country in order to have a meeting. We can do these things online and what have you. I think there wouldn't have been a lot of businesses who looked at their, their business model a year ago and thought, actually, there's a big saving I can make there by doing that. Because I think most of us are fairly conservative and we've done things in a certain way. So we'll continue doing it in a certain way. Um, all these changes in the last six months have probably vastly accelerated what might have happened anyway. So um, yes. I, I, I think the things, that, uh, the, the things where you make a difference and uh, are more about looking at where where your costs are going and, and why you're spending the money you're spending. So uh, as a business, if uh, I would always recommend, as I said, looking through the, the profit and loss, particularly, um, I think the balance sheet's a mystery to a lot of, um, a lot of businesses. The, the, the profit and loss is an easier thing to understand because you know, the profit is the bit that in theory is left over. The cash flow is like a profit and loss, but it's, um, uh, it's talking about the future rather than the past. Um, but if, if you have an understanding of those things, and, and if you, as a business owner, if you, if you don't get it, don't try, don't try and waffle your way through it. Ask somebody to talk it through with you. It, it, it's not that complicated, but, um, but, but it can appear that way. So what would be the key data points that would be vital for somebody to know their money? So you, you talked about... Well, I, I can remember working with a business many years ago, and I can talk about this one because it's no longer around, but I can, uh, who used to judge how well they were doing on the basis of how much money they had in the bank. Now, of course, if you don't pay your bills, you can have a lot of money in the bank. And this particular business used to factor. So, um, so, you, so they would issue an invoice and then borrow through a factoring company against that invoice. So they could have had lots of money in the bank, but of course they were paying interest on everything they borrowed. So uh, when I looked after their finance, one of the things I pointed out was that it was best to keep very little money in the bank because you weren't paying interest on it then. So I, I think it, look at the big ticket items on the, on the profit and loss that's what, uh, and see where they're going and see whether, whether you can justify them. That's where I would start, I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and some of those are quite difficult. So, I mean, the big ticket items are normally wages, 
rent rates and cost to sales depending on what whether you're a service or a product industry but um, uh, those are the areas where you start but um, telecoms is uh, always a always a good one to um, cost of finance is, a, is another one I looked at, I looked recently for a company who um, who were paying a certain amount of fees through their card machines and what have you and by changing the deal there was a potential to save two thousand pounds a year by swapping their um, their merchant services but also um, the, the the new provider would would make the funds available two days quicker than their existing provider. It's things like that that um, £2,000 a year on a one-man business, two-man business, even on a ten-man business is definitely worth saving. Yes. Uh, so you, just be critical about it. Talk to somebody because if you, if you talk, even if they're in a different business, I think it's, it's quite useful to talk to people I mean, I, my first involvement um, with the Federation of Small Business was uh, I joined, I'm one of those rare people who joined because of the networking. I've been very useful of the virtual networking recently. But, uh, but what I found was that you can, you talk to people from different lines and what have you. If you're running a business, basically your problems are nearly always the same. That, that, um, that the, the technicalities of what, what running a business are will be different depending on what sector you're in. But, uh, and, if you're employing people, then PAY is the same whether you're in um, construction or in healthcare. It's um, it, there's not really a big difference in that. No, I think because sometimes when you're running a business, you sometimes feel like you're the only one going through what you're going through. Mm, that's true of life, isn't it? You know, it I, I think that. Uh, I, and I think that particularly in business, one of the problems with that is is, is that you know, there's the fear of failure. Um, and so you don't you get a group of 10 business people in the room and you very rarely if they're talking do you get oh, my my turnover is awful well mine's even worse it, uh, it the first one will say well i'm doing okay and the other one say i'm doing okay well that's not been too bad you know? and, and 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 um and then if you break off into individual conversations with people you know a bit better then you you find actually well it's a bit of a struggle really one way or another the honesty comes out and actually get more you far more out of sharing the honesty than what you do and pretending things are better than what they are yes so if you're going to have somebody listen to sometimes just somebody listening there who has an understanding i think so I've, no, I've never been a great i've never been a great fan of the word mentor i must admit but but i see the value in that kind of role i think that um that, that sometimes it's quite helpful just to talk to somebody you find you quite often find your own answer but just by mere fact that you've articulated a problem then perhaps the pieces fall into 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 shape a bit better than what they did when they you're getting them going round and round and round in your mind and you can't see the wood for the trees you need to mix in the metaphors here but you need to break that cycle and, um, and and get out of it and sometimes by talking to somebody else and, and, and if they're in from a different industry, then quite often that's quite useful because they're much more objective about it. They don't yeah. need to understand what your business is. You, you cut it back to the bare bones and, um, and you might get a more um, objective answer. Yes. So if there's somebody listening to this and they would be interested in have someone having a fresh pair of eyes looking at their business and to really understand it so that they can move forward and uh, move into success, how would they contact you, David? Uh, well, 
probably, uh, I think the best way is probably by email. I, I, my, my, I've got a mobile, 07545 My business email is david.web2bs at dnjsolutions.co.uk. Um, if you look at the website, I'm embarrassed by the website because I, it's, a, it's a bit like the mechanic's car. Is that I've done them for other people. My own one is a bit out of date. Far it's always too, the way. Far too wordy. So I... <laughs> So um, uh, give you a headache trying to read it. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people are just curious to have a look now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd go quite possibly, yes. And we'll put your details on our website as well. Thanks, John. That's Excellent. great. Thank you very much. So, Dave, if you happen to know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that benefit from being on the podcast, can you let me know? Of course. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. Well, I thanks. don't know who you've already had. So. Right. <laughs> we're into, what's, what's amazing, we're into series three now and um, it's really starting to take off. So it's. All right. Excellent. Good. Yeah. It's not like the, was it that, that thing they used to do, or still do on Six Music, I think, The Chain. Yes. The biggest, you know, if you've ever listened to it, it's the biggest unbroken list of, of musically related uh, titles or whatever it is. It's, yes. I remember that. Look is at, that still yeah. going? It's, I think it is. I think it's on at the weekends. I had to catch it the other day. Yeah. Uh, we've got a way to go yet. Out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you, David. Thank you, John. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as the FSB Workplace Pensions. Straightforward cost-effective solution that has been designed to help small businesses ensure their pension scheme is fully compliant. Key features include rescue service, review service and payroll services. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.